Welcome back. It's Black Sports 980. I'm your host, Laws. In the building, we got Jeff. We rocking doing the two-man weave out here today. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we're going to cover. We got Cam Newton. We got uh, NBA All-Star Game uh, and some more stuff. Um, to get things started, uh, Cam Newton, he made some comments uh, about his comments or really about him leaving a press conference uh, after the Super Bowl. Um, some of the things that he said, he quoted, uh, I am who I am. I don't have to conform to anyone's idea of what I should or how I should act, what I should do or how I should act. Um, he was like, show me a loser and I'll show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Um, he also made a statement of it's not a popularity contest and I'm not here to win football game. I'm just here to win football games. So clearly, uh, Cam Newton was not remorseful about walking out of the press conference or, or making that move. Uh, I mean, I guess this is just who Cam Newton is. What, what are your thoughts on it, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of, you know, aligned uh, our thoughts on this one. Like, I mean, I didn't think it, like, all of that stuff uh, was that big of a deal. I mean, really. Uh, I think I think he probably would have been better off leaving it alone. I mean, because I think I mentioned the other day how uh, polarizing a figure Cam Newton has become, and maybe he didn't know, but it's like any little thing that he does, it turns into, uh, you know, a big uh, media circus almost. So, like, uh, him even addressing the whole subject matter, I think was, you know, something that wasn't necessary if that's what it was and that's how he went. That's how he should have kept it. Because, um, like I said, I don't think it was a, uh, that much of a big deal personally. I think the bigger question was whether or not or why he didn't go for that fumble is what everybody wanted to know. And, I mean, his his explanation was interesting, to say the least. I mean, I think I know what he was trying to say. When he went running for the ball, when he first spotted it, his leg kind of planted. But he didn't think he could go down with the position that his leg was in. He thought he would get hurt. And, I mean, I can kind of see what he was saying. I think initially, when he fumbled the ball, like, he didn't know whether he maybe had threw a forward pass or whether it was fumbled, so he kind of froze for a bit. And then by that time, he took the step. And at that point, his step was out of position. I think that's what he was saying when he should have got hurt. I mean, so, but I mean, oh, go ahead. No, nah, I was just going to say, clearly he was making a business decision with that move. Because, um, you know, I looked at it too, and his leg was contorted in, in an awkward manner. And I, I mean, if you've ever played sports, and it's those moments where you see, especially if you've been hit before or like banged up or injured, you know, I, I mean, sometimes it's just it's just not worth it. Now, I mean, it it depends on who you are. It depends on the circumstance, the situation. I mean, a lot of people feel like it's the Super Bowl, so you got to take that risk. Um, I mean, I I can't answer that. But uh, as far as like his comments concerned, I mean, we see the same thing. Like, this is who Cam is. Like, I don't. I I personally am not like up in arms uh, in a in a big old like you know in a, in a roar about like him making these statements or these comments i guess because i guess from a from the standpoint of a an athlete i kind of identify with with cam like and like he kind of wears this like subtle chip on his shoulder with his comments and they come out you know when he says certain things especially like that they showed me a good loser comment that clearly is like a little chip on his shoulder because but it's the, it's the truth. I mean, people can be mad at it. 
Um, I think more people are mad at how he's he acts opposed to like what he did. So as far as the fumble is concerned, I mean, it is what it is. He didn't he didn't decide to go after it. I know he made a statement like this didn't this didn't cause us to lose the game, but I I think it caught it, it took away the opportunity to win the game. So I mean that that's just my my idea. What, what are your what are your thoughts? You, yeah. Do you think nah. that fumble caused them to lose the game? I, I mean I I wouldn't say that much. I mean I guess people, some people have argued that that yeah. they did they uh-huh. did lose the game off of the fumble. I, I personally don't think that they lost the game off that fumble. I mean, as we all know, I mean, it's a cliche thing to say, but no one play is typically deciding any professional game. It's a multitude of things that lead up to it. Um, so because they didn't do a bunch of things better, that put them in that position. So it didn't lose them the game. But as you mentioned, it certainly didn't put them in position to still have a chance. I mean, because as we know, Basically, uh, the Broncos got it and you know put, added on to the to the score. So I mean, basically putting the game out of reach. Or not, I mean, putting the game out of reach. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, like like you said, it definitely took away the opportunity for them to win the game because at that point they would have still been able to punt it. Uh, the way the defense was playing, they can probably would have got one more shot. So I think it definitely took away. Um, the opportunity uh, for them to win the game. And as far as the first uh, portion of what you were saying about him being a sore loser, I mean, I agree with you in that matter. I mean, everybody's going to handle it different. I mean, let's just face it, like winning and losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, Belichick, he's a he's a sore winner and loser. He hand, <laughs> You know, he's born like so. Like the way Cam handles it, most people don't like to um, to lose, you know, especially if you're somebody who wants to be great, as Cam has mentioned. So why would you enjoy enjoy uh, losing the game? So the media has to, you know, stop being hypocritical with that because it's like they want you to be chipper, like every time. You might yeah. not want to give an interview interview every time after you lost. No, so, but but, but this is the, the thing, way though. that they want you to give it, you know. Jeff, this is this is the thing I had. This is the problem I had. It's like. You know, I can't even think of another phrase to say it, but like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So if he, if you make a statement, like, you know, and you're all happy-go-lucky after you lost, they'll be like, well, he doesn't care about winning and he doesn't, he's not really, you know, he's not competitive or whatever, you know, because I wouldn't have got up there and been smiling and doing different things, you know, like that. But then you get up there and you're just like not happy and you're just, you know, in a bad mood. Then they're like, well, why, why they're in a bad, you know, they shouldn't be in a bad mood. They should answer all the questions and do all, the, all this other stuff. I'm like, it just, it just doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever you say, they're gonna, like, you know, write it in the papers, highlight it. I mean, it's just the thing that with Cam Newton, he's giving them material to take. He's giving them material, and the reason he's giving them material is because he's decided that I'm not gonna change or alter who I am in order to appease the media which I, I kind of respect. I kind of respect right. because you don't you don't really see that. Most of the time, the dudes, they get in front of the, the microphone and the media and like, you could say something like kind of gangster. I mean, if outside of Marshawn Lynch, like he just say whatever, you know, but they get in front of the, you know, get in front of the mic and they'll just say all the right things. Like they'll just say all the cliche statements to get people to just kind of leave them alone. Cause Cam Newton could have easily came back to the interview and said, you know, I was wrong for, for uh, 
you know, leaving the the, uh, the press conference and, you know, my bad, I'm sorry. You know, it is what it is, you know, and, and, and you know, I was, you know, he said he was upset about the game and he said that I'm human and all that stuff, but he could have just left it at that and just cool. But then he went uh, an extra step to really like say like, y'all not gonna change me. Y'all not gonna make me say different things that y'all want me to say. Like, cause I'm just not those, I'm not that, I'm not those people, you know? I, I wear yeah. I wear my emotions on my sleeve, like, and, and to me, and- Nah, I was just going to piggyback off I was just going to piggyback off of what you said And that's why I said that To me, it really made no sense For him to come out and have that press conference Saying all that Because what difference does it make? Just be who you are, do what you going to do And at the end of the day, you just got to win And know if you lose, they're going to talk Because this is how you're going to act But as long as you're winning, none of us will care And none of us have to, you know, worry about What the media is saying Because they don't have any choice but to respect and, and, and and bow down to what you're doing. I mean, that's just about with MJ winning the six titles. I mean, everybody said MJ was arrogant. I mean, you see that now. I mean, even in his Hall of Fame speech when he had that. So, but he won, and and, and so him winning just basically absolved everything. So that's what Cam <laughs> has to do. So I I like that. That was my thing. I didn't understand why he came up there and said all that. It's like like you said, he's trying to be bullish. I do just just act, just show through your actions. You know, act like that. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. If you're not tripping, why are you explaining yourself? So let me ask you this question: Cam, he didn't go for the fumble. Knee, you know, he was doing a stinky leg. He didn't want RG three part part two to happen to him because um, everybody seen that video with RG three, and I think that was a fumble too. Um, do you did Cam Newton quit on his team? Did he quit on his squad by not going for the fumble? Nah, nah, because the media ridiculous. is icing saying he quit, nah. and it kind of incite that because he didn't go for it. I'm hearing Mike and Mike on, on the radio talking about he quit on the team because he didn't go and the game was not out of hand. And you in that in that situation, you have to risk it all. You have to just put it all on the line and go after the football and dive on it, whatever. I mean. Yeah. Did he quit? Nah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I would would have gone for it, like, had I been in that position. I mean, easy for me to say. But I don't think by no means that you could say he quit. That's that's ridiculous. He was getting pounded back there. And so, like, when the hit happened, like, probably a bunch of things happened in his head. Like, oh, was Mm -hmm. that a forward pass that I fumbled? Like, I can't believe this is happening again all while mm-hmm. he's freezing up and then having to make the decision, am I going to have to go after this ball? My leg's playing in this way. Maybe this isn't smart moving forward. All of these decisions in this fast game, like to say that he quit, that's ridiculous. Like what yeah. he's done all season and basically trying to will them to win that game in the Super Bowl with his receivers dropping important passes left and right. Like to say he quit, that's that's absurd. Yeah, nah, I'm I'm right there with you. Would not call Cam Newton a quitter. Uh, I think it's disrespectful to call him a quitter. I mean, the circumstances were not favorable. Um, and and his, you know, like you said, there's, there's a million things going through your mind at that time. Um, and if his health was one of those, those reasons at the time, I understand that. Like, I just do. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of these people... They want these athletes to just basically like 
suicide, be suicide bombers out here and just throw their bodies and put it all on the line all the time for the people. And then they, they hit them and be like, well, they're getting paid millions of dollars and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you can't really, I mean, you could, but I don't think that you can really put it, well, at least for me, I'm not going to put a, a number on my health. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he and you're right. He was getting pounded the whole game, getting hit from the blind side. And in that situation, I'm sure there was a lot of things going on um, through his mind. And, and if his health was one of them, I, I'm just not going to hold that against the man. I just, I just, I'm just not. Especially when there were so many other culminating plays that could have been made, in my estimation, that could have helped the team be in a better position than they were in in that that sequence of time. Now. <clears throat> He, you know, if he does dive on the ball, that might change everything. I mean, if he's able to get the ball, but it ain't even no guarantee that if he dove on the jump, he was going to actually get it. We've seen the fumble right. people dive on the <laughs> jump, and then, then the jump slid up under another batman, and three, the next thing you know, you're like, oh, who got it? And then, you know, dude come on the other side with it. So there's not even a guarantee that he would have been able to get it, especially in his, his like, the way his body was. It, right, because no I mean, guarantee. even when you see, because even when you see, uh, like it appeared that he he zeroes in on the football, Demarcus Ware's arm is already stretched out, like on it. He didn't now he didn't have possession of it, but his arm was stretched out. So, like you said, that was already the beginnings of the fact that you know it was no guarantee that he was going to get it. Everybody likes to talk in phrases that stamp what they're saying when mm. <laughs> like when you don't know what would have happened so nah, mm. I, I, you, you, you're spot on on that like had he done it it's all this all these things going on and there's no talent whether he would have got that football or not yeah bottom bottom line cam like you say he probably just needs to tone it down well i mean but he's not he gonna keep being himself which is cool but he just need to know that with him being himself that he's going to bring a lot of criticism. And with that criticism, he's going to just, he's going to have to know how to respond to this criticism because apparently the way he's responding, it just incites more criticism. So I don't know if it'll change. I, I mean, I'm sure his color has something to do with it too. Um, maybe not to the, a large degree, but to some degree it, it matters. Um, you know, just how he's, he, you know, the type of questioning that comes his way, all that stuff. But but one of the one of the, the media people, Bill Romanowski, he called uh, Cam Newton a boy. Did you hear about that? I, I did. I didn't hear like the context of how it was used. I, I, I kind of heard it like in passing. Yeah, he, he he basically he basically was like, you can't win with that attitude, boy, or something like that. You know, like that. The boy is like the new. <laughs> that's like when you say boy. It, it, it sits in that 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 line of like racist talk, <laughs> and yeah. you know the N word. When you start saying boy, and that just like the N word is like that, like right behind, like yeah, boy, it's like, like right behind like, the jump, like, <laughs> like the like the uh, yeah, the you know, like, like and it. I, I was talking to my wife about it, but there's like new terms that they say yeah. to like basically say the N word, but it's just not right. the N word. It's just like right. a like a little side jump. So when he said it, basically it was it was a lot of you know racially charged uh, stuff that came with that. And so of course he comes out and he he apologizes about it. But this is the thing: the media, like 
the fact that it's 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 like majority not black, majority not not uh, people of color, and so of course, like this, the way things are shape, shaping, you see a lot of times these media personalities they may make these comments and they try to couch it and couch it certain ways, but it's really like racially charged, but they just couch it in certain ways. And the fact that, I mean, especially, you know, it's bad when you got to come out and like apologize right away because people are just going, people know people, people ain't stupid. Like people not dumb. Like some of the stuff that people, they, they, they say, you know, about these athletes and stuff like that, especially in the heat of the moment and Twitter is like the worst thing to ever like be created for like athletes and media people because I mean it's a gift and a curse because it allows you to have all the information but then sometimes people just get too comfortable with it and they say just off the wall off-handed stuff that they'd never if they were in front of a camera and sometimes we see them slip up in front of cameras too but it's just like they're in the comfort of their own home and we see it from a lot of times from athletes like doing it or tweeting stuff that they shouldn't tweet but then the media does it too but I'm just trying to figure out like is Bill Romanowski like I mean is he going I mean he he's he suspended so right now the thing about him I mean how, how are they going to suspend him from like I, I, he he's not to my knowledge like uh, actual host on anything you know it kind of mm-hmm. like him appearing on guest spots so it's almost like that we won't hear from him again until who knows when. But he's always had this thing where, you know, he, he's been borderline, like, on the line where you can call him a racist based upon things that, you know, he did on the play of the field, like, or within the play of the game or, or whatever, like, from spitting to J- and, into J.J. Stokes' face. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. Um, that was one of the highly publicized. I think that was one of the last things, um, you know, that it was highly publicized before he retired. But that whole incident, um, you know, kind of like I've heard stories where, like, in the bottoms of the puddle, um, huddles, rather, um, or, or, or on the ground, uh, that he he would kind of do kind of dirty stuff. I'm not. I'm sure it's not uncommon, but the fact that you always hear these things with his name, um, I, I think it could be. Uh, kind of close to, you know, almost that tag, you know, for Romanowski. Like I said, obviously we don't know him personally, but from, you know, they say actions speak louder than words and all his actions always speak with like that tone of, of uh, you know, like like racism and like that he doesn't like blacks. Now, accounts have said that that's uh, absurd, but I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's just one of those things where you haven't had the Donald Sterling situation on you. So, but as far as like how how the, the things that's been documented that he's done, yeah, I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know about Romanowski. It's always been kind of suspect with him. Yeah, nah, I'm right there with you, bro. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if my man got the uh, burning cross in his backyard somewhere, uh, uh, or, or white sheet in the closet <laughs> folded up, because uh, I mean, he's known to be saying reckless stuff and. When you're saying reckless stuff like like that out in the open, everybody to hear you, it's like it's it's embedded, it's deep rooted, you know. Right. It, it's it's deep rooted. I mean, I can imagine. 
people be driving sometimes and they got the window up and, and you cut them off or something happened, you know, they throwing, they throwing the N-word out there and stuff like that, like that. That's how you know it's deep-rooted. That's the first thing you just revert, revert to. And I mean, it's all forms of racism. People, you know, say like racial slurs about other other ethnic groups and stuff like that. But, you know, that that's a problem, you know? That's, right. a, that's, that's a problem all, all across the board. Um, so with that said, Moving on, uh, you got some quarterbacks out there that's that's looking for um, some money. It's a it's actually a couple quarterbacks out here. So of course we got the Kirk Cousins here. We don't know what his deal is going to be. Uh, I like that that the Redskins are keeping that like like closed doors, and we're not hearing these murmurings about his contract and what it's going to be and what kind of range it's going to be in. We haven't heard nothing. I actually like that because in the past it wasn't like that with the Skins. You hear all types of stuff, throwing numbers out, all crazy type stuff. Um, but you got him, you got Brock Osweiler, who, you know, is looking like he gonna get a, a nice contract. Um, and I don't know what the Denver Broncos are gonna do because they're likely gonna lose Peyton. So if Peyton leaves, then you got Brock Osweiler. Like, I mean, he's shown that he's capable of playing a position at a high level. Do you break the bank on him, or, or, or do you do you try to basically like give him the little little chump change deal and just let him go, like give him a hot pocket and 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 a, a Capri Sun and be like, all right, young, this dinner, and just see if he yeah. will take it, or you or you risk it, risk letting him walk. What, what you gonna do? Nah, you you uh now. If I'm not mistaken, like for the franchise tag, it's just one per team. You don't get one on each side of the ball, correct? Nah, yeah, it's just one per team. Just one per team. So um, they're gonna probably they're gonna give that franchise tag to somebody on that defense, I'd imagine. So they can't do it with Brock Osweiler. That's what you would want to do in a perfect world, just to see another year. But since you can't do that, you 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 can't give them any big dollars, like anything major. Um, you just kind of have to come to the table fair, where like you're in the you're in the place where no team's really gonna kind of come higher than you. But you can't like bank on him because you haven't seen enough. I mean, he looks like he could be good, but like, do you think we've seen situations in the past where quarterbacks off of a couple games got a lot of money? And if you don't want to make that mistake try to you know come up with a reasonable deal where you're not breaking the bank but you're keeping them around for three years with maybe like a fourth year option something along those mm-hmm. lines so you so but I, I and i feel you like I, I agree with everything you said like you can't break the bank you gotta but yeah quarterbacks in the league bro they hard to come by i mean they don't just you got some you look at look at houston they keep trying to try it out. What's his name out there? He trash. And 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 these recycled quarterbacks trying to find one that 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 fits is really difficult. So if you got a guy who's who's pretty much shown that he he's capable, I mean even even like Kirk Cousins to some extent is showing that he's capable that he can play the position at least. I mean you you almost don't have a choice but throw a little bit of bread at him. I mean. I mean, but Kirk, like you use Kirk Cousins as an example. Kirk Cousins did play an entire uh, season. Peyton Manning played, if I'm not mistaken, he got hurt through in like about week seven. So eight through, I guess what, 15, 16, that's when Osweiler came in. And of course, Peyton came in at halftime of the last game and then won the three games in the playoffs. 
So Osweiler didn't play. I think he went five and two, if I'm not mistaken, as a starter. So I mean, that's seven games. Is that enough for you? Do you think that's smart? I'm I'm just saying. I'm asking you, like, cause I don't I don't care that you know teams need quarterbacks and they're willing to break the bank. If you get it wrong, then we know how that can set a franchise back. So you know, if you're not sure about that. I don't know if that's the way to go. I mean, maybe they are. Like, you know, maybe the front office in Denver is ready to give, you know, him the money. From what I've seen, he looks he looks solid. But I, I just wouldn't get ridiculous with the with the amount of money that I throw out there. Okay, so I right, I get that. Now let's let's go to somebody who's deserving of the bread. Let's talk about Andrew Luck and the Colts. And he's he's slated to make about sixteen million in this this uh, end of his rookie contract or whatever. And Jim Ursay Ursay came out and said that you know Andrew Luck's new contract's probably going to be a shocking one, and it'll be you know it'll be starting point at twenty you know twenty million. Um, do they really have a choice? Can can Andrew Luck just throw out any number, and they just have to have to give it to him? I mean, he has to throw out a, a fair market share value. Like, I mean, at this point, the highest quarterback um, as far as salary this past year, if I'm not mistaken, was it was Eli Manning. You can tell me if I'm wrong. It would probably be him or Drew Brees. I know Peyton's up there as well. But um, that that number is usually around 20 million, 21 million. So you figure if they want to break that on a per year basis. They'd probably, you know, maybe shoot it up to about $25 million per year. And, you know, definitely, obviously, putting them well over 100 um, for the total value of the mm-hmm. contract. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is getting 22. 22, okay, yeah. So, yeah. so they probably would go, like I said, around 25 for um, for, for, for luck. I mean, because obviously the value of teams and franchises – are continuing to um, skyrocket. So, them bumping him up. So, he's going to set the new market for, you know, when the next um, quarterbacks come on, um, you know, the market to be free agents. But I think it'll probably go around to $25 million per year. hundred In excess, the total value of the contract, probably in excess of $130 million. So, uh, it's going to be a monster, a monster one. I think the longer they wait, the more it's going to go up. <laughs> the longer they wait, the more that number is going to climb. And and Jim Ursay, he not he's not really helping the whole situation. I mean, he he, he you got to you got to remember he let Peyton Manning walk. He let Peyton Manning walk where Peyton Manning had, I would say, at least five good years left. Well, you got you got to think about why why they did that though. Like he wasn't sure how Peyton would be coming off of the surgery, and they had Andrew Luck right there as the number one pick, the highest rated prospect since John Elway coming out of college. So I mean, from all accounts, he was a sure bet. Um, you know, a big time QB. So without them knowing for sure, he opted to go with Luck for the long term versus five more years for Peyton. So luck for 15 years versus Peyton for five years and not knowing how Peyton was going to be. So I understand, like, that was kind of a tough situation. And 
I mean, he's appeared to have gambled correctly. I mean, if you judge it by Super Bowls, though, no, because Peyton just won one since he's left, and the Colts haven't. But if you judge it in terms of how Andrew Luck had progressed up until this year, and he probably was dealing with injuries, you'd have to say, like, their future is bright in Indianapolis. So I wouldn't, yeah. you know, I wouldn't kill him for it, you know, making that decision. So I mean, clearly he he Jim say he let Peyton Manning play out all his contracts to the end before he paid. You know, doing this with with Andrew Luck. Uh, you know, do you? I just don't. What are your thoughts on him waiting to pay him or letting him play out this 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 rookie contract? I know Peyton Man. I mean, uh, not Peyton Manning, but Andrew Luck dealt with injuries this past season, and then you know he could deal with injuries again. Um, I, I don't know if if they're actually looking for ways to wiggle out of out of this, you know, paying Andrew Luck all this uh, absorbing amount of money. I don't know, but I know that the owners only care about themselves. They don't really care about the players, and I know they're not trying to really, really set a precedence by cracking the bank open so far that then it makes it, you know, a, a league wide. That this is the this is the this is the standard like you know raising it raising the bar even higher. I don't know that. I mean, of course he had 20, 20 million as a start point, but it, what's the end point? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm just I'm curious to see what kind of numbers are getting thrown out there because we're saying 20, 25 mil a year, but what is that guaranteed money going to look like? Is he going to command? $80 million on it and guaranteed money? I mean, I'm pretty sure if we, we how we could judge it is looking at the last uh, big deal to get signed. That's how we can kind of get a gauge and based upon that, I think I think it's in that range about $80 million, $80 million guaranteed. Because it's probably going to be anywhere from a, I, I don't know what the CBA numbers are hitting on once you get to that second contract but you figure mm-hmm. the deal is probably seven to, it's going to be seven to ten years long probably in the range of seven years and then yeah seven years 145 yeah, 165 yeah, I don't yeah somewhere in there 150 million uh, seven years about 80 guaranteed 25 a year I think that's I think that's man oh my god verge Bruh, that that's gonna open it. That's gonna open the doors wide. That's gonna open the doors wide. I mean, that definitely says a president. If it's Bama command, I think like the last last couple of years or the last big deal, like the guarantee was like sixty five or something like that. I think that's where it was at. So if he jumps to eighty or ninety, I just man. I mean, and if you if you Kirk Cousins or somebody like that, you needed to be like that. You need you needed to be like that. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, what, again, what, did, you know, did Russell? Did Russell? Did he just sign, or he's about? He's about to sign too, or they already signed him. Yeah, I think Russell got his contract. If Shaq Daddy was on here, he better he better break that down. He followed him. That was okay. like he they part of his family. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, I, I think I, I think Russell did get his uh, yeah, he got his deal. He okay. got his deal. Let's see what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty-one mil per year. What did he okay. get guaranteed? 
Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think, I think, uh, like definitely 25. And I, oh, yeah, so he got, oh, yeah, so he got the, he got a, uh, signed a four year, 87 mil contract. Um, he got 31 million signing bonus and 60 million guaranteed. So, okay. so that's, that's 90 million. million. So, so he, he got, got 60 that million guaranteed. For four years, he got 60 million. So you figure if, they add if they try to do luck on like a longer deal which would make more sense for the team you figure if he got if he got uh, 60 million for four years that Andrew Luck is probably looking at about 90 85 90 for seven if that's how to get the deal done man oh man man oh man yeah. Uh, what well, well, you think the number gotta be? What you think the, the number gotta be for the for for the coach to be like, nah, we can't do it, and let him walk. I mean, I mean, they could like franchise 30, tag him. Thirty million a year. <laughs> like, I mean, you said what? Thirty, I'm like thirty million a year. Like they, oh, would, but I mean, oh my God. He, yeah, I mean, he's gonna be reasonable though. I mean, it's all set up for those guys not to leave. I mean, when. When when's the last time like a, a number one overall pick like left? I mean, you'd have to. It's a probably Peyton. I mean, <laughs> like it doesn't really happen. So I mean, he's not going anywhere. Like it's just a matter of uh, you know the agents getting in that room and figuring things out. But yeah, he's he's not going up to thirty million. But you figure like that have to be an amount where they're like thirty million a year. Nah, we can't we can't do that. We still have to fill the team. And that's not gonna help us get. They're not gonna be able to fill the team with that. No, yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Uh-huh. And, and and if I'm not I'm not mistaken, I think Ursay said something about that. Like you know, we we're hoping that he, you know, Andrew Luck, basically can can help us out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think about uh, like it. Take, that, you take think, a little pay cut, Joe. But nah, yeah. ain't no pay cuts over here, bro. Ain't no pay cuts. Nah, I, here's the thing. Like that's a part of the pitch. If you think about it, think about like any any owner, any GM, like if you're recruiting a a, a player in any in any sport, part of your pitch um, is going to be the fact that hey, if, if you you know take a little bit less within reason, you still have a chance to win. I mean, sure, we can give you all of the money you want, but you, the theme isn't going to be good. So you you would be getting pounded, you'd be getting beat up. And in, in this case, we're talking about football. So, like, that will be, a, that's going to definitely be a part of uh, their pitch to them. Like, hey, look, you know, maybe defer a little money here. Like, we're, we're definitely trying to give you a bunch of money. But if we could shave a little bit off, like, here, and then that'll help us fill the team and help bring us a, a championship as an as a organization. So shit, I, shit, I, I but shit. Receptive to that. But what, I mean, but would you do it? Would you, would you? I mean, we don't even like these teams are making billions of dollars, so they right. got the money. So right. I mean, would you? Because because if you do, if you let's say let's say they be like, ah, right, yeah, well, you can just take like less money, or whatever. You're essentially hurting the rest of the league because the 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 other guys who are trying to get deals, you know how you know how it works. It's right. basically measured yeah. by your deal. So so if you take right. less money, then in the long run, you're kind of hurting the other guys in the league against the owners because they're your co-workers. You know what I'm saying? The owner's trying to right. keep the money suppressed and keep it under the jump. So, I mean, do you really just just 
just take I mean, that, see, that deal, you or do you just you milk it? You say, give me all the bread, I'm good. Like, y'all figure that out. That, that's not my problem. You figuring out how to pay me. Like, this is what I want, blah, blah, blah. Like, make it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of factors into it, though. So, so you have to consider, okay, like, how good will I be if I leave this team in a new system? How will my family be moving if I have kids, like, moving to a new area, a new school, with uh, new school districts or what have you? How much of a difference are we talking about? Are we talking about where, you know, I could get a 10 more million? Are we talking about I can go out on the free market and get 20 more million? So, like, these are all the things that you have to consider if you're making that decision on whether uh, to leave money on the table. And definitely what you mentioned as well as far as, you know, hurting the players' union because every player isn't a superstar. So, you know, mm. the players at the bottom of the league, Kirk Cousins ain't no superstar. Taking everything. Hmm? <laughs> Kirk Cousins ain't no superstar. Nah, nah, he, he's not. I mean, he hasn't proven enough to be considered such. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm just saying. So, like, you, you have to, you do have to factor that in. But I think that's one of the things that's probably lower on the list. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, like, if I, if I was an athlete, like, I definitely would be thinking about my fellow athletes, um, as far as that's concerned. But. I will also obviously be thinking about all my personal stuff with my and, and my legacy included in there. So yeah. those are all the things you gotta think of. When you talk about you know whether I'm leaving money on the table or not. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I would say you know if I was in that position, it definitely is a lot of factors you gotta consider. How many years have I been in the league? How long will my career be? You know, how many big paydays will I get? You know what I'm saying? And if, all if of I, that, you know all of that you know what i'm saying yeah. it, my my team winning is not or my team having a lot of players may not be as important depending on where i am in my career if i'm at the start of my career like i, I may not be tripping as much now if i'm at the end of my career and then it's, it may just be a little different and i think that's why you can have people like tom brady like he took a you know took less money on his contract, but don't but people don't know that Batman's shaving money behind the scenes with his little business, his little side business connected to the team. But that's just the whole never story, and I'm gonna keep saying it until people start talking about it because it's the truth. But you know, and in certain circumstances, you may look like, oh, okay, I I'll take less money because I want to be with the winning franchise and stay in a situation that is comfortable and stuff like that. But you know. I feel like Andrew Luck, where he is, just him personally in his career, like he has tools that will translate to different schemes, different systems all across the league. And, you know, he can almost command any a blank check for the amount he wants. Now, the owners probably wouldn't pay him if it went too high because that sets a precedence that will that would like hurt the league as a whole. So I'm sure the owners would probably band together and be like, nah, we're not we're not doing this. But who knows what 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 would uh what 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 would happen? You know, who knows what would happen? It's gonna be a, a, a Russian roulette. Come come, time to sign the contracts. But whatever he get, the Bama's gonna be living like Bill Gates. I'm sure for a fact. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, football football uh, players have always traditionally lagged behind as far as uh, uh, salaries, contracts, endorsements, and everything. When you talk about professional athletes, so. So it is funny to mention, you know, players getting that much, but we're still just talking about the quarterback. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, you you a third string running back. Go ahead. You ain't getting no money, no. <laughs> they talking about Matt Forte might be going to the uh, Patriots. Um, oh, yeah. He can't expect to get that much money. He ain't, I mean, he's good, but you yeah, know how, he, you know how the money. Patriots, they play hardball. They don't. He's made money. Now, Matt Forte has gotten gotten that bread. Chicago has paid him very nicely. Um, but I think those days are done. Those big paydays are done. Now, in his situation, he may be willing to take less just to be in a situation with a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl. Because um, he, he lost a lot of good years with Chicago. But, I mean, he didn't go to the Super Bowl. He went to the Super Bowl when Levy Smith was there, right? Wasn't he yeah, running back yeah. there? Yeah, he was yeah, so, man. Yeah, so uh, who? I mean, who he knows? might do like a one year. He might do like a Darrell Revis one year and like you know deal and see if they can win and then bounce, you know, and get mm-hmm. some paid. Because I mean, he, he I don't think he's still that old. I think he still has some. He's years. thirty. Thirty. Okay. He's thirty. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, no, that's the that's the yeah thirty is when they they that's the unwritten decline rule on Bama's. They just just more. Not not so sure about their productivity after thirty, but we see we see guys. You know, I mean, Adrian Peterson had a decent year this year, but he did look old to me, just personally. Like he looked old, and, and, and his numbers were inconsistent. And I believe that's because he's older now. You know, yeah, um, I mean, he, he did miss a full himself. year. He did, he did miss a full year though, too. As well, that's true. Like, that's like, true. So. That's true. Um, now on the basketball. We got the NBA All-Star game coming up uh this weekend. And I mean, I'm I typically am excited about the NBA All-Star game. Not really excited, but I mean, I like to watch it. It's entertaining to me. I definitely prefer it over um any other sport, uh you know, like the All-Star game for baseball or or football, you know, the uh, All-Pro game. Like I I definitely prefer the NBA jump like at the at the height at the top. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna just run through here, talk about some uh, some of our predictions on who's gonna win these different events. There's a whole bunch of different events. You know, they got the dunk contest, the skills challenge, three point contest, and the rising stars, and then of course the the uh, NBA All Star game itself. Um, and so Saturday night. I think they have, what is it? Saturday night, they do the dunk contest and the three-point and the skill. Oh, Friday night, they do the Rising Stars and the Rising Stars jump, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, in the celebrity game. Yeah, the little celebra- celebrity yeah. game. Okay. Um, so, in the Rising Stars, they basically, like, split it up. Like It's like USA versus the, like, foreign team, something like that. Like, because... On the other team, this is a whole bunch of like foreign players on the jump. Mm-hmm. Only one person I, I, I mean, I would say, and maybe he is foreign too. Andrew Wiggins, did he like? Was he born in like another country or something? Yeah, he was born in Canada. Oh, okay, okay. So that that's how they split it up. They split it up like that this year. So I mean, I think the USA squad is going manhandle the uh, the foreign squad maybe I, I don't know maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm wrong but I guess we're going to see but if I had to pick uh, uh, I mean it, I, I just listed the notable guys so they got Andrew Wiggins yeah that's because um, that's what I was going to ask you what are the rosters like Zach Levine Nerlens Noel Okafor 
D'Angelo Russell, who's trash in my opinion. That Bruh. man is the he's a bust. D'Angelo Russell. Side, calm Bruh. down, man. Bruh. Calm, the calm, Bama was terrible. fumbling and but no, I got I got better than D'Angelo Russell. Calm. The Bama he be dribbling the ball out of bounds off his foot. Like he's scared. I don't want he he's calm, a rookie. Calm Bruh. down, man. Come on, man. You you, you a little excited, dog. Like you think he down. you yeah. think you think you think D'Angelo Russell is gonna be something Bruh. in the NBA? I don't. He hasn't I shown. I mean, that doesn't make. That doesn't make. I mean, something meaning what? Like a superstar or like a, a yeah? I mean, they bro- player. Like you call him a bus, and you called him a bus midway through you, his first season in the league. Like they haven't because he looks. Look, he looks so terrible, Jeff. He just looks so terrible. I just can't. I know it's a little over. Over. I know I'm sizing it. I know I'm sizing. But that's what we do on here. We size. The Bama, the Bama is. It, I mean, I just don't terrible. want you. I just don't want you out here. You know, when, you know, a couple years down the line, looking like a fool because you called him a bust <laughs> midway through, midway through his rookie year. That's, that's all. I'm trying to protect you against that. I mean, I understand. Look, what, look, look, look. Last year. When it was Andrew Wiggins and, and then some of these young guys, like I could see right away, Marcus Smart, I could see right away that they actually had what it takes. They might have not did, you know, were a full blossom of what, what they could be at the time, but, but they could do simple fundamental stuff. And, and I was like, okay, these dudes might be all right. They're not, they're not great now, but they have the potential. D'Angelo Russell coming in, wasn't he like the second overall pick? And all this hype behind him, how he's he's this and he's that. The brother look, he looked terrible to me. And night in and I don't been, know if you watch him It's play. been, it's been some games. Play. It's yeah, it's been some games where he's look he's he's look really good. So I mean, like I said, it's not like he hasn't done anything. So like just just uh you know he, he maybe hasn't come along as fast as some people thought. But I mean, then again. Um, sometimes it's like that. Not everybody develops at the same rate. So I'm just saying it's only midway through his rookie year. So I, right. I wouldn't call him. I would, I would just chill for a little bit. I'm going to chill. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him his rookie campaign. I'm going to just let it ride. But if we come back in two years from now and this Bama is in in Austria somewhere playing basketball, you you know you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think we'll I think we'll have a really good gauge uh, of where he is, like projecting after next year, after his second year. I think we'll know how much work he won he put in over the summer. So that that will give us a good indication of you know what to, to expect after the fact. Because I don't think Russell's going to be uh, be the coach or whatever. But anyway. So, right now, he I, need to be in the D-League. He need to be in the D-League. He look like a D-League player. He plays like a D-League player. He need to be in the D-League. Developmental gentleman, for those who don't know. Um, yeah. And, and until he... he yeah, and I, say, he can, and I say Russell. I mean, Scott. I don't think Scott's going to be the coach. So, I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think that, you know. So, yeah. But I so, think, nonetheless... I think, uh, knowing, knowing, just knowing what I know as far as uh, uh, back to the Rising Stars game... I think mm-hmm. that uh, the U.S. squad is going to win. Although the the, uh, the international squad does have have some players, like for sure. Nah, I do. Jo- I like Nikola, Nikola Jokic. They got Porzingis. They got uh, I mean Andrew Wiggins. I mean, yeah, I I think it'll be interesting. But I think when it's all said and done, 
I mean, the USA squad got Carl Anthony Towns. They got, uh, like I said, Zach Levine. They got Jaleel Okafor, Alfred Payton, Marcus Smart. Like, these guys, they start for their teams. And 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 they, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns coming out, I, I in my, my opinion, I thought he was the best person coming out the draft. And he's really shown that he's league ready. He's league ready. Um, I, I'm curious to see how he comes out after next next year, you know, with the offseason of work that he can put in. But he's really progressed and blossomed into into a formidable force for Minnesota. And Minnesota, young, know, quietly, they got, like, they're like the future, for real. Like, their team is like, they have good key pieces for the future there. Um, I mean, especially getting rid of uh, Kevin Love and all the, all the changes that, that that franchise went through and to be able to get uh, Andrew Wiggins and, and uh, you know, develop some of these younger guys like Zach Levine, I think they're going to be a problem in like two two years. Um, but it's, it starts, they have the players, but I think that they need the coach and that's something that they're missing. So I'm surprised like nobody's really looking at that job um, as a as a Yeah, place. I mean, I, th- I think they said uh, like Tibbs like would probably uh, rather go there than um, you know, New York, like let's say if, if Phil was willing to go outside of the triangle, which he said he's not, you know, uh, pressed or stamped by, by the triangle. He said he'll stray from it if if the, it's the right candidate. But I, I don't think he would go for Thibodeau because they, but they said that Thibodeau probably would choose Minnesota over New York anyway. So, you know, there's definitely some you know, names being thrown out there for it because, um, like you said, Sam Mitchell is the interim, so he, he's not going to get that job tonight. So. Nah, nah, no, no, sir, no, sir. Uh, the who you picking in that in that in that rising star, John? I'm going with Andrew Wiggins, though. He real. He he going to drop. He dropped thirty regular nights. So he for the, for the MVP. Yeah, for for the rising stars MVP, John. Yeah, uh, if you going with Wiggins, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Levine. I'm gonna go with Levine. Zach Levine. Okay. Yeah, All right. Levine. Yeah. So then you got the. Uh, we'll get the 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 the, the jumps we don't really care. The skills challenge. I mean, yeah. This jump this year they could probably just throw it away because they got all these big men in the jump. They got that's Carl hilarious Towns, to me. Anthony <laughs> Davis, Draymond Green. What is these Bamas doing in the skills? The Marcus Cousins. Come on, and and don't get it twisted. I know that these guys can dribble a basketball. I know these guys are professionals. I know they have little, you know, can make, but the skills challenge, it's like time. So you need to be fast to like get through it quickly. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it, it, it's it's time. And and, and it has different things that you have to do, like pass the ball through these little circles and stuff. Like, I just can't see these big dudes doing it. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch it just because it's going to be funny to see these Bamas like, taking six and 11 minutes to go through this two-minute course because <laughs> I'm sure it's going to take them longer than, than the guards. I mean, if I got to pick somebody to win this skill challenge, I'm going with Isaiah Thomas. Um, he's nice, young. Isaiah is like that. Yeah, nah, I... I uh... I, I, I think it's funny. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see it. When I when I saw the names, you know, I had a little chuckle to myself. <laughs> but like the things that you mentioned, 
But I mean, I would I wouldn't underestimate those big guys. I think they'll probably be faster than you think. But yeah, I don't I don't have them finishing ahead of like Isaiah Thomas or Patrick Beverly yeah, or, nah. or, or or even Jordan Clarkson. Like, yeah, but it's not I, happening. I say if you going since you're picking Isaiah Thomas, like my dark horse, or I think who I'm gonna pick is Draymond. I'm gonna go with Draymond. Are oh, you gonna go with Draymond? That's how, man, you know, Draymond is basically a point guard, man. He can handle the ball. He okay. Can pass it. That's why he lead the league in triple doubles. Okay. I, I mean, that's that. And that's a that's a good one, I mean, man. I could I could I could go I could go Isaiah Thomas like you, but I I mean I want to switch it up. Yeah, nah. I mean, do I'm, I'm a, I can tell you who not going to win that jump. <laughs> who, who, who is that? No, uh, anybody over six eight not going to win that jump. Let me let me ask you this. This what I got. Who, who going to finish last? That's that's like I'm gonna that's. Finish. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. The person who's gonna finish last is probably gonna be Carl Anthony Towns. God. I think he's gonna finish last. <laughs> yeah. Daddy. Nah, I mean, he just, that, that. He, I mean I, the thing is, I just I don't know how he's gonna handle the bright light. I mean, just the whole atmosphere of the All-Star weekend. I mean, Patrick Beverly, he's gonna be in the top. Anthony Davis, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, he lanky, so maybe he can mm-hmm. I, I just don't know how he's gonna handle the passing. Draymond Green, I think out of the bigs, he's the best one. Like, I think he's the best of both worlds. DeMarcus Cousin got handles, and he can shoot the ball, and he can, I mean, he can pass. So, I wouldn't be surprised if him and Draymond Green are, like, kind of neck and neck. The the, the small forward guys or the shoot guards, C.J. McCullough and Clarkson, they'll probably be right around the, the, the guards, but... I mean, I, I got Carl Anthony Towns bringing up the caboose of the whole whole demonstration. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. That's funny. Um, but the next jump, and this is where people start to get a little intrigued and a little more hype about the whole festivities because everybody looks for I look forward to the three-point contest. So this year they got the reigning champ, Steph Curry. They got James Harden coming back. They got Clay Thompson, who was, you know, was in the uh, fighting Steph Curry last year, neck and neck for the, the title. They got Chris Middleton. Now he worked on his three ball because this Bama couldn't shoot better than me uh, a couple months ago. And then all of a sudden this Bama just started cashing in threes. I don't know where that came from, but he's in it. Kyle Lair- Lowry, he's in it. JJ Reddick, whose jumper is on. It's pretty much been that way his whole career. He's been a three-point shooter. Uh, they got Chris Bosh in the jump. I, I, come on, Chris. Bro. I don't even know. He he told them he wanted to do this. That's what it was. <laughs> he told because there's no way they selected him. It was like, all right, we're going to have you in the three-point contest. He Bro. he 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 made a big fuss to get in that jump. He had to because the yeah. And I know Chris Bosh can shoot threes. I know that he can shoot threes. But a three-point contest. Come on, man. He shouldn't be in the jump. That's just the bottom line. And then they got Devin Booker, who's a young rookie, you know, who I don't even think can shoot that well, to be honest. So I don't know how. Maybe they're just trying to get a young guy in each of these events. Um, I don't, I don't know what it, what it is. But if you got to pick out of those guys, I know who my pick is. Who, who are you going with this year? I mean, Curry. Like, you know, I, that, that's who, like, that's who I'm going with. There's no reason for me not to pick him. What has he done 
to give me any reason not to pick him. I mean, he won it last year. He led the leagues and the like led the league in shooting uh, uh, threes made last year. He's leading it again this year. He's going to be the MVP again this year. There's no reason why I wouldn't pick Steph. But if I w- were to pick somebody else, I mean, it probably would be his teammate. Um, Clay. Like said, Bob, Bob Cassie is Clay. Yeah, Clay. Clay. Because Bosch, like you said, Bosch been in there. As you mentioned, he's improved his three-point shooting. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, they definitely could have put somebody else in there over him. And Booker, Booker, I mean, Booker's solid. Like, I think he's, you know, having a decent shooting year. Like, he had a, uh, a solid game. Actually, last night he hit some shots from outside. But, uh, you know, so like you said, they probably wanted to just mix that young young talent in there too. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty much Steph and, and, and Clay's to lose. Harden, he, he's not no three-shooter. I mean, he's a scorer. He can knock it down and get streaky. Middleton, like you said, Middleton had been slumping all year after having a solid year um, last year as far as from shooting mm-hmm. outside, but he had been slumping. Um, Larry, he's not really a shooter. And J.J. Redick, I think he'll get tired. Like, usually in these competitions, every time, like, a shooter has, like, real, like, jump on their shot, like, you know, you notice some shooters shoot more of a set shot versus mm-hmm. other shooters kind of jump a little bit more. It seems like those ones always get tired, like when you're getting around to those last couple of racks and as you move up in the rounds, or advance in the rounds, rather. So I, I don't think he'll, he'll win. So I think it's Steph, and if any, if Steph somehow doesn't win, then I'm going to go with Clay. Yeah, I, I, my dark horse is J.J. I'm going with J.J. Reddick. I just think in a competition like this, his... I mean, next to Steph Curry, like his game is suited for this competition because he's asked to hit threes. Like he's just asked. That's all he's asked to do. He's not asked to play defense. He's not asked to do get rebounds or none of that other stuff. Uh, I mean, Curry is asked to do a lot of different things, but he's just Curry's just fake, so he don't count. James Harden, like you say, he's just a scorer. He may get streaky. Klay Thompson's a great three-point shooter, and I think that he's fitted for this competition because within the scheme of their offense and how they play, he's really like the secondary guy. Or he gets a lot of looks off of Curry to shoot three, so he's fit. Chris Middleton, he might not, he might end up being last. He might be behind Chris Bosh when it's all said and done. And I, I think Devin Booker, you know, he'll be in it. Nah, I, nah, I think he'll be la- like around the back half with the rest of, you know, with uh, Chris Middleton. Kyle Lowry, he can shoot. He'll be, I think, middle mid, mid-tier, middle of the road. But my guy is J.J. Reddick. I think when it's all said and done, he's going to hold up the uh, hold up the trophy for the three-point contest. Um, moving on to the dunk contest. Now, they switched it up a little bit, and they got some newbies in here. Um, the only one that's back is Zach Levine. They got Aaron Gordon. Uh, and this Aaron Gordon got bounced on the low. Will Barton got bounced too, and then they got Andre Drummond. I don't know if they just trying to have a big man in the gym. I don't know. Like I mean, I know Dr- I know Andre Drummond. He you know he's tall. He can dunk the ball. I mean, but I I just I don't. I mean, Dwight Howard was the last guy. Speaking of Dwight Howard, we might have to cover that for another another show. But they talking about getting him up out of there. They talking about trade rumors. Dwight Howard on the way out, um, which I'm not surprised by because it's just 
it's just a matter of time wherever he goes before he wears his welcome out. So that's just what he does. Um, but Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, Andre Drummond, who went in the dunk contest? Uh, Zach, back to back. Zach, back to back. Zach, back to back. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, dog. Zach, yeah, first of all, his bounce is stupid. He had a dunk the other stupid. night. I was like, when he got past the defender, I was like, get out the way. Like, you know, you got bounce. When Batman's get out the way, like, like when LeBron <laughs> comes to the lane and he yeah. just one of them power dribble jumps, and Batman's already know they just get out the way. And Zach Levine, like when he goes to the lane or like he, he comes baseline, then you see him like do that, you know, that hard dribble bounce. Like he about to rise up. Batman's just kind of like scoot out the way. If you're not in position to like stop him on the baseline, get out the way because he will throw that thing on top of your your head uh, in a, in a hot second and. The jumps last year, I mean, next to Vince Carter, and I mean, the All-Star game would be over by then, but thinking about like the best all-time dunkers that been in a dunk contest, Vince Carter, in my my opinion, is just the best, he had the best dunks ever. Like how he dunked them, you know, just with the flair that he put on the jump, the little revert, the reverse windmill jump. First of all, that jump blew my mind. Like, I remember seeing that jump live, and I was like, I couldn't oh believe it. I was like, this before, did we had DVR real strong? I think we recorded it, and then we were, like, playing it back. But I watched that jump at least 11 times and was, like, like <laughs> amazed. Amazed. I was like, no oh way. I'm like, God. did he windmill the jump and reverse? At this? Like, I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't even know it was possible. So, Zach Levine, last year, his dunks actually, like, I was like, young, this Batman got bounced. He did the jump behind his back and slammed it with his, I was like, oh my God. And he, and the thing is, when you're dunking a basketball, you know, which is like, if you're dunking a basketball, it's about like the flair that you have, like the smoothness, like how you can like move the ball, windmill your arm and stuff. And this, when he dunked the basketball, it was so clean, like it was clean. And I was like, yeah, this, he's special. Um, yeah, so I, I'm right I had, here with you. Thumbs up to Zach. Yeah, I had uh, I had watched you know some of his game and some of um, uh, like his his like basically mixtapes uh, prior to uh, the dunk contest last year because he he was only at um, what UCLA for a year, so I was in a lot of you know their games that I got to watch. I I saw him a little bit, but not a lot. But I went back and watched like his mixtapes and. And, and and man, he he has game, and I predicted that he um, not only obviously we all know about his dunking, but I think he's gonna be a, a really good player in this league. I mean, he has all the tools. Like he has a nice mid range. He's explosive on the on the dribble, drive, and blow by, and then he has crazy bounce. But yeah, I, like I saw that when I was looking at those tapes and other dunk uh, dunk contests uh, he had been in. And like, yeah, like you said, man, his his dunks and his flair and the swag that he does it with, um, and like, yeah, he, he yeah, I, I don't, that's why. don't have anybody beating him. Yeah, he, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm with I you 100. percent Yeah, because like I said, Gordon has the bounce, but I don't know if he's gonna be able to bring the other aspects. The same with Barton. Yeah. I don't know if they can bring the creativity, um, and the flair yeah. and style to the dunk and like Levine. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, Zach, and I'm with you, though. And if Aaron was on here, he'd talk about it, too, because he loves Zach Levine. But uh, 
the Bama has superstar like like talent. Like he has yeah. he has the ability to be a superstar. Like, I mean, it's there. It's clear to me. Like almost like when we saw like Westbrook kind of like develop and you saw right away that he has like that superstar flair. Right. Zach Levine has it. Now I don't know yeah. what they're doing. Maybe it's politics and stuff. And he's now starting to get to the front line yeah, and play a lot of, of minutes. Yeah. But yeah, but but before I was like, yeah, why after the all I'm like, yeah, this man. And I watched him in the game. I'm like, yeah, he can shoot. He has like an NBA ready game. Like to me, he's a poor man's Paul George if he like got his, you know, got his his superstar intact like all the way. Like it's yeah, still but he a, a po- but he a point young. guard though. So he's yeah. not, you know, he's just linky, like he's just a slim, slender, but he only six four, so he can't. Yeah, but he, but to me, the scored. He, he's more of a scorer than I, I would think a facilitator. Like, I mean, he is, but he can. I mean, you know, I'm not obviously I'm not comparing him to Steph, but everybody <laughs> knows Steph can distribute and do all that stuff too. Yeah, he scores when they need him to. So um, I think Levine is probably learning all that and. That's part of the reason that, you know, they didn't want to rush him in there. And then also they still have Rubio. But um, I think he's probably learned to kind of, you know, let the game slow down to him and, and run that position and, and pick and choose. And he's going to continue to grow at it. But, yeah, you're right. He's not like a natural point guard. But most of these guys aren't today. So that doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he, he's special. He definitely is special. Um, as we come down to the end of our show, we got the NBA All-Star game. And everybody knows who all the All-Stars are. I mean, I think I think Kobe gonna be jacking in this jump. Like crazy to trying to get his last little MVP jump. Cause you know, you know, Kobe, I, I remember when Jordan was still in the league, Kobe was like pressed to like jack shots to like just try to get the MVP jump. He just wanted it so bad. And I and I anticipate that he'll do the same this year and end up walking away with the MVP trophy, not because he deserves it, but because he just jacking up a bunch of shots trying to get his points up to get the MVP jump. So if I had to make a prediction, I would say Kobe Bryant by default league orders. You know what I'm saying? It's like the the the, the going away. It would make the going the uh the retirement campaign complete if he get the MVP. Wait, who you got? Yeah. Nah, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm going with Steph on this too, man. <laughs> Steph Steph going home with all the trophies, yeah, huh? Steph 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 taking home the three point and the all star game MVP he's sweeping. You know, that's 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 what I'm going or, 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 you know, that's who I'm rocking with. Um so yeah, it'll it'll be a big, big uh, all star weekend for uh, Golden State because on the recap I got Draymond for the skills. <laughs> and then, and then Steph bring her home to Austin MVP. So, so they gonna be. I don't think gonna Kobe be four, gonna make enough shots. I don't think he gonna make enough shots to get it. I think I think he gonna be off. So they gonna be fifty and four after it's all said and done because they gonna get the W's at the All Star Jump too. Bring that home, <laughs> add them jumps onto their record at, at, at home. At it, at extra it credit, the top. At plus two, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, but nonetheless, it's going to be interesting. I know Sunday is Valentine's Day. Finally decided what I'm going to do for my youngin. And uh, we're going to go to a nice little spot. Um, I'm not going to tell y'all because I don't want a whole bunch of Bamas in there, Joe, messing up my Stilo. 
Um, but <laughs> but we gonna we gonna uh, you know have a nice little brunch as they call it. And uh, you know I'm trying to think about my I don't know what I'm what I'm gonna get her like as far as a gift is concerned. Um, but yeah, I know I know I know a lot of guys is like anti Valentine's Day, but. Uh, you just better get with the program. If your youngin is into Valentine's Day, don't try to fight it, though. Don't try to fight. It's like getting a shot at the doctors. Like if you fight the joint, needle breaking your arm, you got an infection. Just, just, just <laughs> stay still. Just stay still. Put your arm out. Just let them put the needle in the joint. Just take it. It's gonna pinch, and then it'll be over. So before you know it, it'll be over. So <laughs> that's how you need to keep treat the Valentine's Day demonstration. That's how I'm gonna treat it. This year, uh, what about you, Jeff? What, what's the word? Yeah, big, big extravagant plans. You going to roof, Chris? Nah, man. Remember, I told you. <laughs> I told you I had to drop my girl off uh, at the airport. Like she, she went out of town. I just did that today. Dropped her okay. at the airport. So yeah, so I, so I don't even know, man. I'm, I'm kind of cooling. You know, this weekend, try to find somewhere. Uh, to watch, watch the All Star games, you know, maybe hang out with a couple buddies. And okay, man. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got the pass, dog. Got the pass. Enjoy them passes, dog. Enjoy them passes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I mean, it, it's it is what it is. Uh, to everybody, you know, happy Valentine's Day to y'all. Um, do something nice for you for your loved one. Um, if you don't have a Valentine. Uh, you know, do something nice for somebody. Uh, I ain't got nothing else. I guess Aaron at LA Fitness been at LA Fitness all afternoon, getting buffed Bagwell or something. Um, but we'll be back next week to holler at you. Uh, you got anything else, Jeff? Nah, I'm I'm good. All right, well, follow us at, at Black Sports 980. Um, you know. Put people on to us. Like, let people know we're here, man. We're talking about the sports in a, in, a, in a new, innovative way. And that's our show. Holla. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about it. Let me speak. How does that do feel? That. How does that do feel? Do